Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently in Vigan in the north, northern Philippines, exploring this beautiful part of the world. Unfortunately, the Wi-Fi is not so great here, so the apologies if there's any Wi-Fi issues, hiccups or lags, but hey, that's all part of the Digital Nomad journey. Uh, on today's episode, I have the pleasure and honor of interviewing Chantelle Patton, who's actually from the US, but she's currently in Switzerland, traveling around Europe with the family. She has an amazing website called Growing Up Without Borders. And obviously it talks all about uh, uh, being a parent and having kids and teaching them about uh, the world, not through traditional schooling, but through world schooling. Super excited to learn all about this topic because that's my big passion as well, to teach my kids and uh, to help them grow up without borders. Uh, so Chantelle, how are you doing over there in beautiful Switzerland today? Thank you for having me today. And uh, did you know I'm actually Canadian? <laughs> oh, there you go, Canadian. Uh, which part of Canada? Ontario. So, but um, as you know, it's very there. Back in 2008, we took the jump and we escaped to Florida for a few years. So mm -hmm. we were going back and forth to Florida. There you go, North American. So, Canadian to the U.S. and now to Europe. <laughs> so exactly, uh, exactly. I would love to hear a little bit for your backstory. You know, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey in terms of your family and what made you guys leave uh, North America to travel this amazing world that we all live in. We always had a desire to travel, so that was um, always in us from the get-go. And um, oftentimes we write down our 10 goal, like almost three. We just always did, um, my husband and I, when we were first married. And um, getting to Europe was like one of our like kind of passions, like let's get to Europe, let's get to Europe. And summer is south, it was always on our list. And um, in 2013, my husband found this really great spot that we could go in Europe and uh, able to different, stay in these like, little campsites and it would have been perfect for the kids and it was great for us and very central. So for a five vacation and then we really enjoyed it. And when we got to Switzerland, I have connections here already. And my friends said, let's all go to for a month, stay in your house. You stay here for a month. So our five weeks turned into three months. And then after three months, we were like, and so we and then did a trial of three more months, and then we just never stopped. And so, because it's so central, you can kind of get around the world so easily. Then it's like the bug, right? You just keep going, 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 going. So that's kind of how it all happened. Awesome. And uh, tell us about your website. Uh, the blog is called Growing Up with Our Borders. Uh, when did you start it up? And tell us a little bit more about the, the vision and what are the themes and topics you're writing about on there. Okay, so we were trapped places, you know, we were thinking, how can we turn this into a business? What can we do with it? Because it's what we love to do. Uh, we love our traditional online business as well. And um, I guess I don't know why, maybe because we were disconnected from the United States. We didn't really realize what was happening in the YouTube space and in the online world of law. And um, a lot of our friends said, you guys should write a book, you should start a blog. And I was like, ah, everyone else is doing that, you know. And then 
just only a year, over a year, my girls were like, mommy, we want to start an, our online YouTube channel. We want to do a YouTube channel. And they were kind of like bugging us to do it. And so we're like, all right, guys, if we're going to do this. Let's like go all in, you know, put everything to it. So that's how Growing Up Without Borders kind of started and evolved. So it started as a YouTube channel and we built a website around it. And um, it's just amazing. We're having a lot of fun with it. And as you know, in the online world, it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding at the same time. And it's just the fun. It's fun. Yes, it is definitely a lot of work in terms of uh, creating the videos, editing them, uploading them, marketing them, monetizing them. There's a whole lot that goes into the whole process of maintaining a website, maintaining a YouTube channel, even what I'm doing podcasting. But there's a, a, such a joy and a pleasure. And you know, at the end of the day, you're creating a legacy for your kids. When they grow up, they're going to be able to look back at the memories. And of course, you're inspiring other families as well. Uh, so tell us about what kind of videos you make and tell us about your process. So like what kind of equipment do you may, uh, you use, what kind of editing software, what kind of themes and topics you cover on your videos? Okay. So because we run an online business, we have the benefit of having our team is for help. So when we go out, we do everything very basic. Like people are you're probably like, what? You're not using a professional YouTube their camera with mic and literally using a phone <laughs> and uh, that's what we're doing I mean it's not it's authentic it's authentic you don't have like this big huge like really equipment yet but we will be investing in certain tools to make things better because obviously the quality of everything is so much better when you have a proper mic and you have the proper this you know all the stables and everything so but we're just doing with what we have we go out with what we have and um and that's what we do and because we have like a whole team, our biggest challenge times getting things uploaded as you know like internet connections like we were just saying when we were traveling through southern africa we had all this video footage that we had on our phones and get line and it was just the biggest challenge right so things like that that you don't really anticipate become challenges as you're going along um, but so that we're doing basic. We're making a go out of it. And, uh, and our videos are all about just our family traveling, our, our blog, essentially, of what we're doing, where we're going, showing the world kind of differences. And um, that's essentially it. Taking fear away, I guess, from people who are, you know, scared to go to certain spots, uh, whether it be even Europe for some people or South Africa for others, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same way. I just have my trusted iPhone and I'm uh, doing all my videos on my iPhone. If I need to edit it, I'll uh, edit it on iMovie on my phone or, or iMovie on my Mac. And uh, a lot of people are like, amazing, you have that quality videos just on your phone. And uh, I like traveling light. So one of the other questions I have for you is the whole idea of uh, education. A lot of parents, they have a fear, okay, we're going to take them out of school, we're going to be traveling. What about this schooling? So tell us about what kind of schooling, what kind of approach you have for education, and how is it working out for you in terms of the schooling side of things? So to be honest, that was like a fear for me as well, because I was like, how can I even take that on as responsibility? Um, that extra responsibility on our shoulders, like, oh my gosh, now we're in charge of their education and they better, they better do a good job, at, you know, become success, whatever they're, but we do an online curriculum. So it's from the United States that we have uh, an online curriculum and they log on, they do their, their work. And what's in know is sometimes you get behind when you're doing world schooling. So when we're traveling, 
I just like and assign all the geography and history because there's so much geography and history on the area we're at. And so your schooling becomes more hands-on, right? So we were just, for example, in Poland in a city called Gdansk and they're in the museum. And I was saying to the girls, they learned probably a grade 12 level history in three hours and took in so much. And your ability then is so much greater when you see videos and pictures and you hear the voices of the people and all the different things that they've versus sitting in school and getting bored. So it's definitely, definitely a different way of learning. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a challenge at the same time. I'll be honest, it's not, not an easy responsibility for me anyway. My husband's like, ah, don't worry about it. But you know, I, I, I'm like, no, 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 I'm worried. <laughs> Yeah, as, uh, as parents, we definitely put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the best parents possible, to provide the best education possible, and we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like, uh, what you're doing is so, so amazing, you know, obviously traveling around and teaching your kids uh, through the power of the world and through the power of culture, other people, uh, different countries, and uh, of course you have to supplement it, and you have a, a great online uh, resource to help supplement uh, Tell us about that. Like, uh, what does the online educational piece look like? What are the, what's the schedule like? What are they learning? How does it look like with the online curriculum? What we, so in an area that we have good internet connection, typically in the mornings, and if we're not sightseeing or whatever, they go online and they log in and we try to do like nine and so three hours. And we have an online Skype teacher that will queue in with them as well. And that's more for the, because they don't be safest. So they'll just log on with her and she literally will see their screen and then they go through. And it's an online curriculum where you can, you read it and then there's a lot of questions at the end and then a quiz and what have you. So um, it's mainly for language, math, science that they're, they're doing that. And so that's kind of like our traditional will uh, thing when we're not traveling. <laughs> and I'm sure you get this question a lot, and a lot of people ask us about the whole financing, funding the travels, how you generate the income as you travel, because a lot of people have a fear around the money side of things. What if you run out of money, we have to go back broke, and you know, like, tell us about how you guys have figured out the financing and the money side of traveling long-term. So so, um, first, uh, first of all, is all faith involved, <laughs> that everything's just going to work out, everything's going to be okay. Um, but we've been, we've been running an online business since 2001, and um, so we do have a base of clients that we manage and we work with, and um, that's the benefit, I guess, of being a digital nomad, is as long as you have the internet, you're continuing. And, um, so that does fund everything that we do and, and helps us, and now with growing up the borders, that's going to be a, a scary, if you will, business that's going to be taking over our other business to free us up even more because it's just, it is nonstop. I mean, we are, we work hard, we play hard, but it is nonstop. So, but that gives us the benefit of being mobile. So. 
And I'm sure you've had a lot of struggles along the way, Chantel. You know, on social media, you'll see the good stuff. You'll see the happy faces, the smiles, the great pictures. But there's, of course, a lot of struggles, challenges, difficulties, no matter where you're in the world, but especially if you're traveling. So tell us about some of those uh, difficult moments or those challenges you faced. What have been your major challenges while traveling long term? The major challenges that we face? Yes. Okay. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I guess like, don't get, we don't get too uptight about a lot of things. We kind of just go with the flow, which makes it really easy. I think for a lot of other people, they would get very stressed out about the way we live. <laughs> I mean, I have people who even told me that, that I stress them out. And I'm like, how am I stressing you out? I'm like, could you just for me and I'll do free, you know, but, um, I mean, we're, we're, it doesn't, it's not really a challenge. I would say the biggest probably challenge I ever face is action. That would be my hardest challenge because we rely so much on the internet to do everything that we do and function that when we don't have that, it's very, very simple for me. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, and that's also terrible because we should be able to disconnect sometimes, but we do have a lot of plates that we're spinning and we really on the internet to those plates, if you will. Right. So when we don't have that, it becomes a challenge, but I do have a team that I can sometimes offset everything. So I'll be like, you can take over. I'm disconnected. So that helps you. Um, and then little things, I know this sounds very silly, but like sometimes just having your own home cooked meals where you can like make your own meal with all your, that you're used to have home, things like that. Um, it creates that home away from home when you're traveling. And sometimes that gets taxing on my three dogs and myself. We like that we feel, and you don't get that when you're traveling. My husband, he's like, ah, as long as he has a bed to sleep in in his backpack, he's okay. But I'm like, no, there are little things in our little birds sometimes here. And so that, that could become, after a while, taxing a little bit as well. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, the whole thing about moving from the place to place is definitely challenging, uh, you know, finding your bus schedules, of course, the language, you know, luckily in Switzerland, most people speak English, but I'm sure in other parts of Europe, the English level isn't as good. And oh, man, the Wi-Fi is definitely the most challenging for me, too, because I'm doing coaching, podcasts, online courses, and the Wi-Fi is so, so, so frustrating. So, you know, uh, you got to figure out backups, like I'll have my Wi-Fi, I'll have a plug and play where I can plug it in, uh, no matter where I'm going. Plus, I have my dad on my phone. If I ever need to, I can jump on the data there. And then sometimes I've just had to go to internet cafes or co-working spaces. But uh, yeah, that's probably been one of the biggest challenges for us as well, the internet issues. So I'm curious to know about your kids. Um, you know, uh, as parents, we obviously worry about the kids in terms of how they adapt, about their health, uh, about uh, socialization. So tell us about the kids' perspective. How have your kids found travel in terms of both the good, but also not the, the challenges as well and the pros and the cons from the kids' perspective? Yeah, so like, like we were talking about, so I'll give you a big example because this was just a week ago. We went to the country of Belarus and um, everything is Russian there and Belarus as well. So we could not communicate at all in English. I mean, it was very challenging. We had reserved on booking.com. We got past in time, and it was in like one of these big, huge kind of communist blocks that we were going to stay in. And it was a lady renting out her apartment, and she was like, "No, I'm not accepting you anymore." And there was we could do, we couldn't communicate, and it's like 
dark, there's no lights on in their city. And so we're stuck and now we have no internet, you know, and like these moments are my three, like, mommy, like, why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> let's just go home, you know? So you get your, your moments like that. They're exhausted. They're tired. Everyone's to sleep. Now we're trying to find accommodations in the middle of the night. So like things like that can get you know, like to your stress level, like, oh my gosh, what are we doing, you know? And then things all get, so the, that is a challenge. Like the girls after, you know, being away for so long, they miss friends. So we try and communicate with, online with the friends. And then we try to create groups where we can meet up with other families that are maybe traveling or meet up with other homeschooling families in the certain country. So we join groups of, you know, homeschoolings and stuff like that. That way the kids get to meet kids in other countries. And, and then when, when they do meet kids, like they have no problem communicating even though they can't communicate like they used to play and communicate so but it, I won't lie it is it is one of those things that at teenage years you know girls they want right and it's always now to come back and find their friends again so yeah yeah definitely the socialization angle is uh difficult uh and there's not many traveling families as well but there's obviously a uh, great facebook groups so that you can join and uh you know kids are good they can make friends no matter where so it's a uh, Definitely one of the challenges we have faced as well with socializing our kids while on the road. So Chantelle, I'm curious to know a little bit more about the vision for the future. So currently you're in Europe, you're traveling around exploring different countries in the area. What are you planning in the next few months, uh, you know, into 2019 and beyond? Tell us a little bit of the glimpse into the future. Oh my gosh. Okay, so one person me a few years back, if you want to travel to every single country in the world, start with the hardest countries. And um, we didn't do that. We did all the easy ones. <laughs> so we're stuck with all the, the hard ones to do right now. So not hard, but the more challenging, right? The more you, the more you go ones, then the, the ones are a little bit maybe challenging for whatever reason. So um, this year, we're heading to Central America. We're going to do all Central America and the Caribbean. Canada for a little bit to see the fee. Um, hitting up an event in Chicago that I'm going to speak at. So that's going to be really cool. And then we're going to head over to the Pacific side of the world. That's the plans for 2019 and the end of this year. So. Well, sounds exciting. We were actually in Central America earlier this year. We did all the countries from uh, Mexico into uh, Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, into Panama. So if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to me after the podcast, and I'll be happy to help give you some tips and advice for traveling Central America. And we also did uh, South America last year as well. So yeah, happy to help you out with, in that region. It's amazing. It's an amazing part of the world. Super friendly people. Awesome. We'll definitely be hitting you up. Yes. So what have been some of your favorite places? Uh, so you've covered a lot of ground. Any particular cities, countries, continents, experiences, uh, places that really left a lasting impression with you? Oh boy. Um, it's always a challenge, right? Like where, I mean, there's, I like them. I, most countries I've been to, I like them all. I think what changes the place is sometimes the people you meet there. You know, when you meet people and then you have a great connection, then that place you really enjoy and you want to go back. But um, overall, I like a lot of the Latino countries. I just like the people. I really like Brazil. Um, I love Uruguay. It was beautiful. And 
I don't know. It's such a hard question. We were just saying the other night, my daughter and I, oh, it'd be great to go back to Thailand again. You know, there's so many places that are just beautiful. So I don't, I don't really have a specific one with the most. So. Yeah, definitely hard to pick a favorite. It's like saying, what's your favorite kid, right? Like the favorite country question always is challenging for me as well. Uh, so I'm curious to know, in, in closing, like uh, there might be uh, listeners or viewers and their parents and they're also having the same fears about education, about money, about world schooling, about, you know, health and safety for kids. What advice or tips would you give to another parent, another, another mom and dad, another person who's watching and listening who wants to start as a digital nomad but they feel overwhelmed. What is your advice to them? What I would say is just start. Take your first step and then step and then take your next step and don't worry about the overall big picture of it. Just Take your little baby steps to get you to where you go. And everything will kind of fall into place as you go along. Sometimes you don't know how it's going to work out, but when you're just taking your first step, first step, first step, then fall into place. And that do a lot with, like I was saying, faith. You know, just you just take your step and you just take that leap of faith, and things just happen and doors open up for you. And in in the end, it'll all work. So, there's my advice: <laughs> just go for it. Yes, you got to start, you know, you can't overanalyze it, you can't get stuck in analysis paralysis, over planning, uh, you know, like it's going to, you're going to have to adjust, you're going to improvise, you got to be spontaneous, you got to adjust and uh, change is necessary. So yeah, definitely a, a great advice. Nothing's there. perfect. Nothing will be, it'll never be the perfect time. And then the other thing too, is just like you, you can't have um, little expectations. So then that way, if things don't happen the way you wanted them to, you're not disappointed. That's something we learned while traveling. And because sometimes, you know, you come from high expectations when it comes to customer service, you have high expectations when it comes to your comforts and your living comforts. Then you go to other countries and you're like, oh my gosh. So that could be a big shock for somebody coming from the American side of the world, right? But if you go with no expectations and you think like nothing's going to work, have like everything's going to be, you know, just lower all those expectations, then when something does work or a bus is on time or there is a bus or, you know, then you're actually okay. Go in there thinking like everything's just going to function and then nothing functions, you're very disappointed very fast. So I would say lower your expectations so you're not that is rock solid piece of advice because, you know, if we're from Canada, the U.S., Europe, if we're from Australia, you're used to good internet all the time. You're used to buses and trains and uh, planes running on time. And you're used to, you know, administration, governments all functioning smoothly. Well, if you go to Asia, if you go to Latin America, Africa, whole different ballgame. I don't want to be too stereotypical here, but uh, generally I found that to be the case. Of the, uh, Western countries, typically the richer countries seem to have uh, better internet. That's definitely something I found. And, uh, you know, like uh, even in parts of Canada, you know, the prairies or uh, like some remote forest area, we're going to have bad Wi-Fi. And in like some developed Asian cities like Singapore, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, uh, Beijing, Shanghai, you're going to have awesome internet, right? So there is a stereotype, but there's of, of course exceptions to that as well. Uh, so uh, Chantal, it's been amazing to talk to you. I always love connecting with fellow parents and fellow uh, world travelers, fellow world schoolers. So uh, if people wanted to get more information from you, 
pick your brain more, check out your amazing website and YouTube channel and social media, how can they do that? Um, everything at Growing Up Without Borders. So on YouTube, Growing Up Borders, our website, Growing Up Without Borders, you can hit the contact page there. And there's a link to the Facebook and Instagram and uh, basically media. Yeah, nice and easy, nice and easy. So it's Growing Up Without Borders. And uh, I'll have the link to the website and the social media down below. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, it'll be right in the show notes. So Chantel, enjoy the rest of your time over there in Switzerland. And of course, as you head over to Latin America and into uh, back to Canada, the US and beyond. Uh, great to connect here today. Thanks so much, Ricky. It was really nice connecting with you as well. Awesome, and thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. And once again, sorry if there was any Wi-Fi issues, but hey, this is all part of what we'll be talking about, the digital nomad journey. So uh, make sure you connect with Chantel on her website. Make sure you connect with us as well. We're daddyblogger.com and of course, digitalnomadmastery.com as well. And we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode. Happy travels.